Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. It's a chilling story. Um, it's a chilling story of a 45-year-old man who was arrested and raped uh, under girl, underage girls in Pretoria Hotel. And uh, that yesterday saw them appear in court, him appear in court yesterday, and uh, Not In My Name was there. And I just want to bring in Temba Masango um, to just give us an account of what what actually happened in court yesterday. They decided to go to court yesterday. He's the Secretary General of Not In My Name. Temba, thank you so much for talking to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Camilla. Thank you so much for having us on your show this afternoon. You know, because you were there yesterday, I, I just don't want to be reporting on something that is not uh, clearly fact. Give us your understanding of this case, of this 45-year-old man. Right, so what uh, happened is that uh, last week, Friday, Mr. Amalo, who is a 45-year-old resident of Lotus Gardens in Pretoria, uh, kidnapped two little girls aged uh, 13 and 11 and went with them to the Pretoria Hotel uh, in the CBD of Pretoria and booked himself in with the girls, uh, pretending that he is the father of the girls and asked, he said that he is a father and that the mother is uh, a drunkard, she's not around to look after the kids. So he's going to be with them in the hotel. Uh, and obviously then she was in the hotel. He went on to commit uh, this heinous act uh, and started to rape the 13-year-old girl first. When he was done, he went on to rape the 11-year-old girl. While he was busy raping the 11-year-old girl, the 13-year-old met out of the hotel room and started screaming on doors, uh, you know, and uh, that is when the security was alerted. And uh, they came in and they found him uh, dead in the act with, you know, <laughs> himself. In the, and uh, uh, police were called. He was then arrested uh, in the early hours of Saturday morning. Uh, he then appeared on Monday, which was yesterday. And uh, at first he had said he's not going to... Uh, apply for bail. In fact, he was going to plead guilty, but it looks like he got uh, some advice that he should not do so, so he's requested for bail. When he did that, then we and other activists uh, decided to write an application to the court to say that should he be granted bail, Mm. the community will not be able to guarantee his safety. And uh, through the magistrate's wisdom, she decided then to keep him behind until the seventh, when he can formally pay for bail. Hmm. Um, Tell what me, there's some after th- that was that we decided to. Eat. That line, I think, is failing us a little bit there. We I try- yes, I think we can just. I, I mean, I don't know what's happening. That I can hear you now. If you can stay right where you are, it'd be great. But but there's some gruesome details about you know right. how how he eventually got the girls to go with him. Does he know these young ladies, these girls? Do they know him? Uh, well, what the, the details are sketchy, and we'll find it out. Uh, as we go into the trial, we are finding out is that he uh, 
he knows them from friends, so he's not particularly close to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, so it's like, you know, somebody that you see once mm. in a while, mm. you, you, you can't familiar with them, but you don't really know them. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, took them under the pretense to say, look, I'm going to get you nice things and I'm going to, you know, uh, get you, uh, you know, stuff in town. Let's go together. Mm. And that's how we managed to take them. Are the two girls related at all? Are they friends? Are they siblings? Yeah, uh, the the two girls are are related. You know, uh, what we understand is that they're cousins. Okay. Um, so, but obviously, you know, in our culture, yes, we say they're sisters. Correct. I hear you. And uh, they 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 are right. I mean, it's it's a chilling story, as I, as I said, and um, I think what's more chilling is one wonders, um, and maybe this is a question to you, Temba, with the work that you're doing, and and, and it's it's a lot. We mm. know that you're out there, and you've been doing this, um, reaching out, talking about gender-based violence, with all the efforts mm. that go into the work that people like yourselves are doing, and to hear that a story like this occurred on Saturday overnight. One wonders, you know, are we are we speaking to an audience that doesn't hear this? What's wrong with how we are communicating the issue yeah. of gender-based violence? It's really it's really it's really disheartening. It's it's painful and it sometimes makes us wonder whether we actually will ever win this battle, you know? Mm. But uh moreover, it just goes to show us that the socialization of particular men in this country is really, really, really off the charts. It's terrible. Uh, and we really need to uh, come up with ways we need to teach, especially our young boys that are coming up, uh, you know, what it is to be uh, a, 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 a man and a gentleman and to be with these, uh, you know, evil traits that we find in society, such as misogyny and uh, the toxic masculinity that we are finding, really, uh, the blatant chauvinism that we get, because these things are not inherent, but passed on. Mm. And um, we, need to, we need to get our society uh, back to understand that you are your brother and your sister's keeper. And uh, the only way we can win it is if we start with the younger generation, because some of the older guys don't seem to 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 get it anymore, and um, um, it looks like you know, only jail, perhaps some harsh uh, way of sentencing. We were actually even mooting to say that, you know, for such heinous crimes, when somebody is found red-handed, we should perhaps use uh, castration as uh, one of the uh, deterrence for would-be perpetrators. What was his demeanor yesterday? You were there, you were in court. What was his demeanor like? He he, he was so nonchalant about the situation. He walked into court, stood, looked around, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just looked at the judge. They asked him who his name was. He gave him... And uh, the, the prosecutor does the rest. But you could see that this person is somebody that is uh, never mind, you know, type of attitude. He, he's prepared, fate is coming his way. And it struck me, it, uh, this is what I told the, the investigating officer, that they should actually check whether this person has never 
is before mm-hmm. uh, because he, he is so good in the space. And uh, we could actually be sitting with a serial rapist here yeah. and we wouldn't know. Uh, so, uh, you know, when I was chatting to the investigating officer, I said to him, listen, I think you should actually have a look uh, at this guy because uh, it seems like, you know, he's comfortable here. I mean, the rumor is that he he was um, a convicted rapist before and was out on parole. Do we know if that's true? Uh, Well, the the investigating officer said he he definitely will be looking into that. Mm. Uh, However, that rumor has not yet been, uh, you know, we can't verify it at, at the at moment, the but uh, apparently in the video he was caught, he actually himself. So, uh, I mean, what more than actually getting it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. So it, it, and the hotel staff uh, do also say that this is what he said, that uh, he, he, he had a case before. Uh, so it looks like somebody that has done this before. Imagine we are almost at 16 days of activism starting tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and every single year, it starts off in this way. Mm. And that uh, that should show you that perhaps we should look at alternative ways of actually going about uh, these uh, days of activism uh, in our country. Yeah. Uh, we should be looking at 305. We've got a real pandemic. Uh, as much as we are fighting the coronavirus, use the same tactics to every single day fight it have every single day board uh, uh what is happening on a daily basis what happened how many women were raped or abused last night mm. and uh mm. you know what's the score mm. where we are and how we can actually curb this thing and as i say uh for me um the the, the greatest uh deterrent would be the sentences that we give to these people. This thing of into uh, into prison, and then they also get the uh, you know the opportunity to apply for bail using a state's uh, attorney, where the family doesn't even have an attorney. They get g- g- given uh, an attorney that's provided by the state who's going to defend them. And then should they be found guilty, they've got three square meals a day, where this family is struggling to even ends meet. On a daily basis, it shows you that our justice system seems a little bit different, and we need to have stronger, uh, uh, more other and alarming measures. And perhaps we might we might just uh, turn it around when we uh, have uh, such heinous crimes where it's beyond a reasonable doubt to a person has been found red-handed raping a child, and then uh, uh, you know he should be taken for a surgical chop and uh, let him wear a catheter while he's in prison. Perhaps other perpetrators might actually think different. That's Temba Masango, the Secretary General of Not In My Name, and that's exactly the a good time to bring in Shoki Chabalala, who's a Deputy Director General at the Department of Women, Youth, Persons with Disability, to talk about their launch today, um, the 16 Days of Activism launch. We'll talk to them about what new tactics they're going to employ this time to try and deal with the scourge. It really, really is something to worry about. I, I really want your take on this, and if, you, if you've got a moment, please give us a call, 011 I know that it's, I mean, it's shocking for all of us. 
what do you make of what we are seeing at the moment? How do you think we need to address this? Perhaps we've got it all wrong. Maybe there are new methods and tactics that we need to employ. Just tell us what your thoughts are. 11